0: Hey everyone, it's Cheryl and Tony. Buckle up for this Monday morning edition of the Disney Drive Time podcast. How are you?
1: I'm doing pretty good.
0: Excellent. You look good.
1: Thank you very much.
0: You don't smell good.
1: You just love to go to do this, don't you? It's getting oh, yeah. repetitive. You, you need to. Good. You need to think up a new oh, opening. Yeah. yeah. All right. Um, there was some big news in uh, California. This weekend, there were some changes to the COVID tiers.
0: That's right. You know, we usually start the show off with our Disney Parks blog recap, but uh, this is pretty big news. Uh, California has decided to change the COVID tier restrictions, um, so now the reopening tiers are going to be changed, um, and they're going to be reopening in the red tier, uh, which is big news. So that's one tier earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, and that leads into the next story. Uh, actually, I'm sorry. The Disneyland's going to be able to open in the orange tier after purple and red, but before yellow, which is really what it had to have been
1: originally. <laughs> the, the colors don't even make any sense. No, like you think the red tier would be like the, wor- like, the worst, like you know, the worst, right? Or at one end or the other.
0: Like, shouldn't green be go
1: something? Like green, or at everything's least like, okay. blue, which is right. like calm and cool. Yeah. yeah.
0: Um. But that's not the case. So they're going to reopen uh, in that new tier. Uh, and the, it was announced by Governor Newsom that uh, Disneyland and Universal can both reopen as of April 1st, provided that they stay in the proper tiers. So, right. it, you know, the, the deal was that they had to reach the tier and then stay in that for two consecutive measuring periods. Um, and that's where we are right now. So they're not necessarily opening April 1st. If things go well for the rest of March. As
1: long only as things stay the same for the right. rest of March. Or, or improve, get
0: mm-hmm. they will be op- able to open no earlier than April 1st. Okay. That's the good news. Right. The bad news mm-hmm. is that they will only be opening at a 15% capacity. Wow. And for California residents only. All right. So I don't even know that Disney would bother to open their their hotels. If lo- If only locals are coming – And granted, California is a big state and there are parts of the state that are seven, eight hours away. You know, are you going to open your resort?
1: So my thought, yes, yes, they're going to open one of the hotels. Okay. Um, Maybe. Did they open a DVC there?
0: They're preparing to open the Grand Californian.
1: All right. So whichever one the DVC is in, I think they're going to open fully. So they'll open Mm -hmm. the DVC portion as well as the regular hotel portion. There is no restriction on what capacity a hotel can be at. Correct. So they could have the hotel full,
0: but there are restrictions on what services can be. Yeah. You know, your restaurant can only be at fifty percent capacity. Yep. You know, indoor dining versus outdoor dining.
1: Yeah, I think you'll see one of the hotels open uh, because people are going to try to make as much of a little vacation out of it as they possibly can. Right. So if you're one of the lucky few that can get in, you know, to the with the fifteen percent. You're going to be, be able to get one day, but maybe you want to make a two or three day, you know, little vacation out of it. Right. All right. We get into Disneyland for the day, but, you know, we're going to do, uh, you know, we'll do the pool over here one day. We'll just stay at the resort, whatever, just to be there. Right. right. We'll do um, uh, downtown Disney. So I think you'll see the ho- one at least one of the hotels open. You're wondering whether it's even worth it to open at 15% whether because of profitability. I'm wondering if they're going to do something that's, you know, not... Um, regular tickets. Mm-hmm. So I mean annual pass holders are gone already. That's not even a thing. Right. Um, I'm thinking they're going to do some sort of maybe like a special event that will allow 15% in where maybe your a meal is included so they can just charge a lot of money mm-hmm. for that day to make it profitable. So even if it just or not even profitable but make it a you know make it a break even so that they're able to open
0: at their right. 15%. Right. And and I think that's kind of how Governor Newsom is is kind of giving them the shaft. You know, when the parks opened, I think they opened at between 20 and 25% when they opened in Florida and Shanghai and other locations around the globe. And, you know, I look at it as profitability because it is a business. It's not just a theme park. And, you know, there's got to be a certain point where it's not worth opening up. And uh, Bob Chapek said when the reopenings were occurring back in July that we will not open a park if it is not profitable. And... I would, you know, maybe is 15%, you know, what is that profit profitability point? If it's 18% capacity, Disney's not going to open up at 15%, you know, unless they find a way to make up that. Which
1: I think, I think they will. Funds. They're going to do whatever they need to do to get just to that point that, mm-hmm. that it, they're able to open. And they may continue with this whole um, taste of taste Disney. Of Disney. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they may continue with that. So they might be open. I mean, the taste of Disney, I think, is in the evenings. You know, maybe they keep they keep that all along? Maybe they offer that every single night. And then during the day, they're actually running the rides and doing the 15% thing. Maybe it'll be shorter. Right. You know, maybe they'll do just evenings. It'll be a separate ticketed event. You know, whatever. They're going to figure it out. They're going to be open. They're going to figure out some way to be open.
0: Turn it into something like the uh, Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party is in Florida, where the park closes at 6. You come in, we'll do a taste of Disney from 7 to 11 or 7 to 10. Yeah,
1: that, that could work. So uh, so we'll see. But something's happening. I mean, it's it's good news. It's in the right direction. Whether or not they end up opening on April 1st, um, things are definitely going in the right direction. So yeah, that's, that's great news.
0: That's definitely good news. Uh, and in conjunction with that, um, both Karen Irwin, who is the president and COO of Universal Studios Hollywood, and uh, our good friend, friend of the show, uh, Ken Potrock. Um, they are very excited, and uh, Ken says he cannot wait to announce the reopening date for Disneyland. Yeah. Um, so that April 1st date is you know, just a guideline. People got all excited. They're like, I need to go to California. I need tickets. It's like, first off, if you're not state, you're not, getting, state, in. You're not right. getting in the park. Yeah. Uh, second off, it could be April 1st. It could be April 8th. I think they do their, their uh, measurements, their testing results on Mondays or Tuesdays. So, you know, you need to go through, like I said, multiple testing periods, be below that tier threshold, and then they can announce an opening
1: date. And it's not that far away. So they may be they may hold off a little bit until now that they know that it's gonna be 15%, they may hold off a couple of weeks until they can figure out, you know, exactly what they're gonna do. You know, right. do they offer some sort of a, you know, uh, special days thing, you know, or are you like a party like you're talking about. Right. So um, they might not open even if everything's okay. They might not open right on that first day because they just might need a little more time than that to figure things out.
0: Right. And then you have to wonder what happens if it spikes again. Do they end up closing? I mean, that's what happened in Hong Kong mm-hmm. where they've closed the park three times, yep. you know, since yep. it's reopened. It's been closed and reopened three times. Yep. Can they bring these people back to work and then furlough them again? And, you know, it just – it gets crazy. But we're taking a step in the right direction yep. um, and it's all it's all good And
1: I, I only see things going in the right direction now that um, – Now that the vaccine's been rolled out, it seems like everywhere, in the U.S. anyway, numbers are going down. Mm -hmm. Um, And I don't know if that's because of the vaccine or what the story is, but it's definitely trending downward, so that's good news. All right, so are we ready for the Disney Parks blog now? We are. Okay, let's get started. Um, Disney has released an ASMR video for Blizzard Beach.
0: Do Do you know what ASMR is?
1: It's a sensory something or other.
0: That's right. It's Autonomous Sensory Meridian Response.
1: So our daughter Lily used to watch these things. It was a lot of weird, like lip smacking sounds, chewing. Noises. So that's kind of what we associated with. Is right. like sounds disgusting. Like weird stuff. Yeah, but we did um, watch the video, and it's it is it's soothing. Um, it's the waves lapping. It's the water running down the slides. It's people stacking. But uh, You didn't
0: mention where. At oh, it's at Blizzard, it, Blizzard Beach. Beach. I'm that's sorry. Right. Did I not
1: say that? I did say that. I definitely said that.
0: We'll we'll play it back and listen.
1: <laughs> you don't have to. I know no. what I said. Uh, but they're stacking tubes. It's just these different sounds of the park. Somebody making a drink. And it is, it's kind of soothing. And that's then right. the whole thing ends with a whispered voice saying that Blizzard Beach will be opening um what's March the date? 7th, March seventh. March seventh. Sunday. Right. Today. Today, yeah. Uh
0: yeah, it's very uh, interesting to find out that ASMR, like Cheryl mentioned, is is not the craziness that we're used to, but it's just a pleasant sensation triggered by listening to certain sounds or watching certain visuals.
1: Yeah, and it was it was nice to watch. So, right. um, do you have that on our page?
0: Oh yeah, there's there's more to that. So, uh, following on board with that, uh, hey, guess what? What Blizzard Beach reopened? Yeah, yeah, um, and they are opening with social distancing guidelines, covered seating. Uh, they have self, uh, rapid refills, uh, going on for drinks and whatnot. Um, you know, temperature screenings, the whole nine, um, and, uh, they are good to go. Now, the, the, the tough thing is, uh, that I saw that Universal's Volcano Bay, which opened last weekend, is actually closed on the 6th and 7th due to inclement weather. I didn't yeah. look to see what the, temp- what the weather temperatures, uh, were supposed to be for Florida this week. Um.
1: I don't know. Every time we go down there, it's freezing. So I don't, <laughs> I don't know.
0: Right. Um, so, you know, just like the parks, masks have to be worn the whole time.
1: Not the whole time.
0: When you're not eating, mm-hmm. when you're taking photographs, they have to be worn. Yes. According to the signage, it says they have to be worn at all times.
1: All right. What's the you're signage in the you, water? Yes. All right. So, unless you're in the water. Right. Or unless you're eating or drinking, what about if you're online?
0: They have to be, uh, I don't know, that's good How question. are you
1: supposed to wear a mask in line?
0: To go into a water ride.
1: Right. If you're not allowed to wear them when you're in the water.
0: That's a good question. Do you have to bring a plastic baggie with you? This would be a good opportunity for them to give you the... Um,
1: Ziploc bag, The Ziploc
0: baggies from uh, Splash Mountain sponsoring.
1: Yeah, I don't think from what I've seen with other places, I mean, even in the height of COVID when we went to Hershey Park. Mm-hmm. They had a water park there and no masks. No. Because, you you know, they get wet and stuff. You can't wear a mask right. on, a, on a ride. And then so that you can't really wear it when you're waiting in line. It's tricky. It is. It's very tricky. We love the water parks. We're going to be going to Disney um, toward the end of May. Would have really liked to go into a water park. Not sure about it because of basically the fact that you really can't wear masks. But I'm actually reconsidering it because I think at least uh, tony and i will have had vaccines by then and the kids it seems like when they get covid it isn't really much of a, th- a big deal so um mm-hmm. i don't know it's possible that we'll do it but right now people are i feel like people are taking a big risk if they're going
0: right i just find it funny that they've got signs you know even in the lazy river uh physical distance yourselves <laughs>
1: nice. so
0: how, how can you distance before you jump into the lazy river uh you know make sure that you're six feet away from people um, they are putting the chairs six feet apart so they're asking that you not drag chairs mm-hmm. around the uh, the beach or the sitting areas right. um, and uh, that's uh, that's the deal
1: I would think they really have to open with a limited capacity oh definitely I mean even if it's not even if by law they can open fully mm-hmm I don't see how you could put in more than fifty percent of capacity, You with the chairs having to be apart from each other. I mean, those parks can get; those water parks can get so busy. They can, and uh, I, I just don't see how you'd keep people apart. But so, I'm interested to see what that looks like in the coming weeks. Um, you know, what what are they doing about masks, and how is it actually playing out? Definitely. All right, um, a new *Raya and the Last Dragon* art installation um, is at Disney. Uh, not Disney Springs, I'm sorry, at Downtown Disney in California.
0: That's right. We mentioned last week that an Imagineer by the name of uh, Zhao Qing Chen had designed some artwork for Raya and the Last Dragon. Uh, and that artwork has been installed at uh, the Downtown Disney, Re- uh, Downtown Disney District at the Disneyland Resort. And uh, this Imagineer was born and raised in Malaysia. So it is a celebration of heritage and culture. And it is also part of Women's uh, History Month.
1: Okay, why is is uh, Raya in the Last Dragon a real?
0: Uh, no, but uh, Zhao Chen says that uh, this is um, uh, extremely thankful. She's extremely thankful to the women who have brought her this far in life and to the global community that challenges people uh, to ch- uh, that continues to challenge stereotypes and break barriers. So okay, yeah, so very nice, nice artwork.
1: We didn't manage to go see that yet. We, we were so not- pumped for it.
0: We have not, and I think we did. We talk last show about how Cinemark does not have it.
1: I think so. We yeah. just couldn't make it work this weekend because yeah. having to go out of our way for uh, who has it?
0: AMC theater for theaters AMC, in yeah. Yeah.
1: Kind of a bummer. I'd like to see how good it is, but I'm not going to spend the thirty dollars to see it in my living room if I'm going to go see it in the theater.
0: That's right. Now when we can have movie
1: popcorn. That's right. Uh, the rooms have been revealed for the poly uh, Moana theme.
0: That's right. Uh, they did a big room reveal. Uh, pictures of the room. I think we mentioned a few weeks ago that the furniture was being staged. Well, they have at least one room ready.
1: It's beautiful because
0: they uh, they took pictures of it. Um, you know, a lot of elements of Moana more than I thought there would be.
1: Yeah. The yeah. wallpaper
0: is very. The wallpaper opposite the beds is very Moana. I mean, you've got Maui. You've got Moana. It is, on a wave. but it's
1: all done in like his tattoo style. Right. And. It's very, you know, it's very Polynesian. It looks like Polynesian artwork. Yes, it has, you know, Maui and it has, I don't know who else is in there. Moana. Moana. I mean, it has them in there, but it's not like a shot out of the movie. movie. No,
0: no. Whereas over by the coffee station, uh, there's a little (laughs) hey, hey.
1: I love that too. Uh, And and there is some art, there is some artwork on the wall uh, with Moana. Yeah. But again, very tasteful. I really, really like it. Yeah. And I think that's what people want. I think people want touches of characters in their rooms. You're in Disney. You don't need a, a standard, could-be-anywhere hotel room. Right. Uh, you want, you know, yes, it's kind of cool that they were themed and it felt like maybe you were in Hawaii. But, you know, it, it's more than that. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, people want that touch of Disney in their in their rooms, in their hotel, and to just, you know, feel like they're immersed in the Disney-ness.
0: Right. And, and is the new trend, uh, as is the new trend, uh, no more carpets. You know, mm-hmm. they've gone right. to this hardwood with tile right. floors in the bathroom and sink areas.
1: Which for cleanliness, I'm a fan of. For feel on my feet, not so much. It's cold. But um, but yeah, definitely for cleanliness, way better.
0: Right. And, you know, you mentioned uh, wanting to disnify things again. Um, and, you know, it, sounds, it seems like they're going to be doing the same thing for the Contemporary Resort. You know, Disney is starting to bring more of their intellectual properties in. Um, Rumor has it that they are going to be retheming the contemporary to the, uh, I'm sorry, the contemporary rooms uh, to the Incredibles. Mm -hmm. Uh, And rumor has it there that they will be changing the uh, steakhouse, which is what, the the wave?
1: That's the down, that's not the... It's, that's the Downstairs. It's downstairs,
0: but they're going to be changing the Steakhouse to the Incredible Steakhouse is the, okay. uh, going to be the name. So, you know, that kind of fits along with the architectural style and theming of the Incredibles movies. Um, you know, doesn't contemporary doesn't really – contemporary is no longer contemporary. Contemporary is contemporary, like, 60s design. And yeah, it but I mean that,
1: contemporary kind of is that, right? I mean – the, where, the Incredibles, where is that supposed to be? What's the time period? That's not supposed it's to like be the 60s, It's like the 50, 50s, 60s, it? yeah. It is?
0: Yeah.
1: I don't know. It has that futuristic feel to me. I mean, the, when they're in the, um, in what, the second movie, mm-hmm. where they go to stay in the house where, you know, the, the floor opens into the river, right. and, I mean, everything's pretty high tech.
0: Well, yeah, okay.
1: I don't know. I always thought, I thought, it seemed more Jetsons to me. Okay. But I don't know. I think it fits. I think they fit well for the contemporary.
0: All right. Who do you stick in uh, the Grand Floridian?
1: We've talked about this a little bit. I say Mary Poppins, even though she's uh, English. And Mm -hmm. I think with the Grand Floridian, it's supposed to be what?
0: It's more of a, it's not Victorian.
1: It's supposed to be more of an American thing, right? Yeah. 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 But she still fits well and I would throw her in there.
0: Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Just because it fits. Well, you
1: know, it's all the same language. Mm -hmm. It's fine.
0: Okay. (laughs) Okay. All right, uh, you uh, you're, you're not allowed to re-theme any hotels.
1: Well, I bet that's what they're going to put in there. Who yeah. do you think they're going to put in there? Uh, Mary yeah. Poppins. I mean, she's the most obvious choice. All right. There's not too many. Do we have? That was it. Wait, that well, was... Who else would we put in there? Pocahontas That would be the only.
0: Into where? The Grand Floridian?
1: If you want to go American.
0: No, she would be more in like the Wilderness Lodge. Well,
1: yes, but I mean, who else do we have that's like an American hero? From uh, Disney. No one. I mean, you know, Bolt. <laughs> Bolt, yeah.
0: We're going to retheme the Grand Floridian as Bolt.
1: <laughs> right? I mean, there's nobody like Fancy. No. Fancy Nancy. Yeah. They own Fancy Nancy now. They do. There uh, you fancy go. Fancy Nancy. we going to put Fancy Nancy in there.
0: That's a, that'll win.
1: <laughs> All right. Um, so we've talked a lot about the touch of Disney that they are doing in um, California Adventure. The tickets for that are now sold out.
0: That's right. And that was even after they extended it with two additional weeks of uh, yeah, the celebration. Um, the rumor has that they will be rolling out additional tickets um, on, a, on a rolling basis. Uh, and, you know, we're not even sure how this is going to go. Do they end up canceling dates because of the parks reopening? Do they end up extending it and not opening the parks? I don't think we you're going to see know. any
1: more dates come out mm-hmm. because, like I said, they're going to be trying to figure out what they're going to do. But these, the, um, the Taste of Disney are only on select days. So it's, what, Thursday through Sunday?
0: It's uh, every day except Tuesday and Wednesday. So it's uh, Thursday through
1: Monday. Okay. And these are what's going to be profitable. So you may see Disney opening up with a Tuesday-Wednesday schedule where that's it. You know, if they do like a, you know, some sort of a party on Tuesdays and Wednesdays. That's when they run the rides until these dates run out. Yeah. Who knows? Time will tell what happens. Yep, but I don't think you're going to see them getting canceled because they just barely set this up. They finally figured it, you know, figured right. out a way to do it, and I think they finally figured out a way for it to be profitable. So I don't think you're going to see that being being pulled. That's also California Adventure, so they could still open Disneyland. Disneyland right. Um, you can now pre-order a book called Walt's Disneyland.
0: That's right, Walt's Disneyland: A Walk in the Park with Walt Disney. Uh, is a guide to the attractions and landmarks that Walt helped create um, and uh, is a look at um, uh, the attractions that he championed uh, and looking at the original Magic Kingdom through his eyes.
1: Okay.
0: So uh, that is uh, on pre-order uh, on Amazon right now for fifteen ninety-nine with a release date of October 12th. All
1: right. Um, and then the park hours in Florida have been added through May 22nd. I think it's just a lot of the same, right?
0: That's right. Uh, And as always, Magic Kingdom 9 to 6, Epcot 11 to 7, Hollywood Studios 10 to 7, and Animal Kingdom 9 to 5. And then
1: they'll extend them.
0: Along with that, they've also extended some Mm -hmm. dates in March. Uh, The Magic Kingdom on the 9th and 11th of March will close at uh, 9 p.m., previously 8. Um, On March 10th, they will close at 8 p.m., previously 7. And on March 21st through 27th, they will be open from 8 a.m. to 9 p.m., which was previously 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. So that's a 13-hour day. Yeah. Those are some good days to be there. Uh, Epcot, uh, on March 7th and March 12th, they will be open 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. And on March 21st through 27th, they will be open from 11 a.m. to 11 p.m. So you're getting four extra hours. Hollywood Studios, on the 21st, they will be open from 9 a.m. to 10 p.m. That day was previously 10 p.m. to 7 p.m. On March 22nd through 27th, they will be open from 9 a.m. to 7 p.m. That's an extra hour in the morning. Uh, Animal Kingdom's kind of all over the place. On March 7th, open 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. On March 8th, open 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. March 10th and 11th, 8 a.m. to 7 p.m. March 12th, 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. And March 21st through 27th, 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. So you're getting three extra hours in the evening on those dates.
1: All right. All theme parks are at capacity next week, so if uh, that's just showing us how things are going for for this for the springtime. So if you're thinking of going, you better get those tickets purchased and get your days booked.
0: Yeah, um, you know they they do replenish the park reservations multiple times. So there's the initial release, and then they end up releasing additional spots through their reservation system. Uh, well, right now, um, the parks are completely booked for Disney Resort guests and theme park ticket guests next week. That still leaves availability for annual pass holders.
1: <laughs> That's funny. It's um, usually the other way around.
0: Right. Uh, Disney Hollywood Studios has no availability for the rest of these month for, those, for these guests either. So Hollywood Studios, for whatever reason, is uh, booked.
1: For whatever um, reason. Well,
0: it's spring break.
1: Uh, it's Galaxy's Edge.
0: Well, yes, but they're booked because it's a spring break period. Okay. Okay. <laughs> you're gonna. You're not gonna yell at me, are you?
1: I might. All right. I'm gonna wait until the microphone's off. All right. Are we done with that story? We are. All right. Um, so the stage is still being worked on at Cinderella's Castle, and while they've got things dismantled, they're adding some weatherproofing.
0: That's right. They've. Uh, added some ice and water shields uh, on top of the stage, which if you saw what the stage looked like when they ripped off the flooring, it was covered in rust and Mm. uh, looks like they did not do a good job of waterproofing it. So they are definitely taking care to do it uh, this time around.
1: All right. In Epcot, eats at the Epcot...
0: One more Magic Kingdom story. The Mad Tea Party. Sometimes
1: you could just let me go on to the next one and then come back.
0: The Mad Tea Party is reopened after a brief refurbishment. Okay, good. It is apparently a lot smoother, and there are no more loud breaking noises.
1: Well, that's good. Mm -hmm. Everyone hated that. Now we can move to Epcot. Eats at the Epcot Experience has been closed completely.
0: That's right. This was in the old Odyssey building, um, and it was a quick service snack location where you could get popcorn or Mickey bars or a drink, Um, and it's completely empty now of any type of food uh, services.
1: Okay, but the Epcot experience is still open.
0: The Epcot experience is still I think still open.
1: they were Correct. just, when when things first opened, there weren't a lot of places to get food. And so that was, you know, a spot. I don't know why they went with that spot, but I think there's a lot open now. So mm-hmm. it's, it probably wasn't doing very much business. It seems sort of odd. Right. I mean, how many people were really going into the Epcot experience and needing popcorn? I don't know. Uh, Restaurant Marrakesh remains closed after Disney uh, took over the pavilion.
0: Yes. And they have now removed the, the menus and menu holders from the front of the building um, and have replaced it with tile work. So
1: Probably sounds not like back. it's not
0: coming back anytime no. soon.
1: No, I wouldn't think it would. They, have, they already have dining there. I think that does pretty well. Mm-hmm. Um, what, Tangerine Road or something? Tangerine That's like the...
0: Garden and Spice Road table?
1: No, it's not Tangerine Garden. I think it's... Oh, I don't know.
0: Go ahead. What do you think it is?
1: I don't know, I was going to say Tangerine Road, but that's Spice Road Table, so. It's
0: Tangerine Cafe.
1: All right. So they have those two, and those are very successful. So I think Restaurant Marrakesh Meat probably didn't do all that well. Mm-hmm. It's not like there's not enough options for food in the uh, Morocco Pavilion. So right. that is gone right now.
0: Yeah, but they have reopened the Aladdin and Jasmine meet and greet space, though. Oh, that's good. Although they are physical distancing, so. Right,
1: take your selfie from six feet away. Yep. Zach Ridley has provided us with details on the Epcot entrance music.
0: That's right. We know that they've redone the entrance. They've added the fountain. They've added the Lucite uh, pillars. They added 12 new flagpoles. Uh, They removed the Leva Legacy tiles. And now they have added, well, they've also added the lighting. um, And they have now added a new main entrance background music loop. And you don't think how important the music actually is until
1: it's not there. Until it's not there.
0: <laughs> yeah. Or until you do like I do. And I found a, a spot on YouTube that plays the eight hour Magic Kingdom loop and you realize like I didn't realize how many of those songs I actually knew right. and get into your head. And yeah. you know, it's just part of that sensory experience. Um but Zach Ridley did do a little bit of stuff on uh his Instagram account and um you know talked about the composition of the sounds and why uh, why the music is being refreshed and how it's being refreshed. It was a uh, pretty interesting, um, and uh, yeah, so good job, Zach Ridley. Nice. This guy can't go like three days without being
1: mentioned. Well, I mean, he's what he's on a lot of the social media, so he that's a uh, it's a big big place to be. Yeah, everything you say gets heard. The, the Harmonious Arms are being tested as well as um, at Harmonious, they're doing some early morning testing of the fountains.
0: That's right. Uh, you know, one of these uh, Harmonious Barges is six stories tall. Yeah. And some people say it's unsightly, but they say that during the day, these are going to be fountain elements. So they've been testing the fountain elements as well as uh, assembling some of these arms on the barges. Um, the water... Uh, water in the fountain will you know the thought is that it will hide the you know steel from the the barge arms right. um, but these water fountains and water screens that they create are also a part of the show in the evening right. so um, instead of operating for an hour during the course of the show they'll be operating during the daytime right um you know apparently this is more cost effective than towing these barges, uh, in and out every day because mm-hmm. there is a backstage area.
1: Well, it's not just about towing them in and out either. It's just probably more about, like, what can you do with them if they're stationary? Right. You know, can you can run electricity out to them. You can, you know, have water permanently, you know, to do like a fountain kind of thing. You have can have things just sort of hardwired in there without having to be movable because, you know, you're always taking these things backstage. And as tall as they are, I don't think that you could put them anywhere backstage. Right. There would be nowhere to hide them. Yep.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, the jumping water fountains have returned to the Imagination Pavilion. That's good.
0: Yay, that's the whole story.
1: Okay. And at Hollywood Studios, uh, the billboard with the Tower of Terror on it there once again is in motion.
0: That's right. That is actually on World Drive. Um, and, you know, you see that when you're driving onto the property. And the tower you used still to, like, wiggle. shimmy and yeah. shake and give the illusion that it was uh, in the midst of falling. And that stopped for a while. Um, but they have uh, fixed the sign. Uh, and that snapped elevator car is now functional again. Fabulous. Yes.
1: In entertainment news, uh, the Wandavision finale was this past Friday.
0: Yep. Uh, you know, some people happy, some people upset. Uh, but episode nine did air this week. What did you think?
1: I thought it was good. I, it held, it, they all hold my attention. So mm-hmm. you know, that makes me happy. Very interesting. It definitely felt more superhero movie, more Marvel movie than any of the other, um, episodes. Okay. Because there was a lot, you know, there was, there was the fighting on, and, right. you know, just noisier, that kind of thing. Um, but you know, I liked it. I thought it was good. You
0: okay. know, it that,
1: wrapped up, the, it, it wrapped up the storyline.
0: Right. It left some questions. Yeah. You know, um, but that was the longest episode to date. Uh, all nine episodes total in at just about six hours mm-hmm. by the time you, uh, Total that all up. So, you know, that's three good movies worth of of footage that we got. Um, A lot of people are upset that there's been no season two announced, uh, but Kevin Feige, who's in charge of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, uh, announced that, um, you know, there might not necessarily be second seasons of some of these shows because these characters do go back and forth between the movies and Disney Plus and. You know, Wanda's next going to be in uh, Doctor Strange in the uh, Multiverse of Madness. Which, which is will the, be a theater movie. The Doctor Strange sequel. Which right. is going to be a theater, if theater's ever open right, fully. Right, theater release. Um, so, you know, th- just because there's no second season doesn't mean you won't see these characters again.
1: Right. It doesn't mean that the storyline is over. Right. You know, and it may roll into, a, you know, a storyline for another character. And that, you know, sh- where she starts it out, and, and it, but some other character is more prevalent. Right. So, yeah. That's, I think that's the way their um their shows are going to go, yep. you know, interlinked like that. So that's fun.
0: And that's the way the movies have been, so. Right.
1: Yeah. All right. Um there was also an early release of two chapters of Marvel Legends.
0: That's right. If uh Marvel Legends, they the first two um, episodes were released just before WandaVision and it was two episodes, Wanda and the Vision. Uh, They have released two episodes in preparation for The Falcon and The Winter Soldier. Do you know what the two episodes are? Falcon. Yep.
1: And then The Winter Soldier.
0: Exactly. There will be two more episodes next week, uh, I believe, of Sharon Carter and Baron Zemo. Uh, Sharon Carter is a S.H.I.E.L.D. agent. We saw her in multiple uh, Marvel movies. Um, And Baron Zemo was the villain in um, Marvel Civil War. He's the guy who... uh, 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 murdered uh, T'Challa's father and blew up the things and then framed Bucky. And yeah, so Baron Zemo's back as well.
1: Okay. And then in Disney Cruise Line news, they have modified their final payment um, requirements for sailings up through September 30th.
0: That's right. Yeah, you now have up to 60 days to uh, put in your final payment. It used to be 90 days out. Uh, The penalties do come into place after that. Um, but they are also allowing you to change your sailing up to 15 days prior to your cruise, uh, so that is big if you don't feel. So comfortable. you can get your
1: money back after 60 days, but you can move it. Correct. That's. Up I mean, that's very days. generous compared to what the the old uh, rules were. Yes. I mean, you lost. You couldn't. You couldn't move things. You couldn't do anything as it got to a right. certain date. So. At 90
0: days, you were you were locked in. Yeah.
1: Yeah. All right, and then in Universal News, uh, Universal Hollywood is introducing a Taste of Universal. What a nice idea!
0: That's right. This is going to be uh, at Universal Studios Hollywood. It's a ticketed event without attractions, beginning March 12th uh, from Universal. It is come taste enjoy, uh, come enjoy Taste of Universal, an all new, separately ticketed, limited time event that serves up a day of shopping and outdoor dining throughout the upper lot of Universal Studios Hollywood. Savor the flavors of exceptional food from the restaurants and some of your favorite lands. So uh, the cost on that it will run Sundays. I'm sorry, Fridays through Sundays, 12 p.m. to 7 p.m. $44 uh, for adults. Uh, $49. I'm sorry, $44 on Friday, $49 on Saturday and Sunday. Children will be $25. Um, all of those prices do not include tax, so expect uh, to pay a couple more dollars in tax. Uh, don't know how the reopening is going to affect this either, but um, they yeah. did announce this. They announced this the night before they made the changes to the tiers.
1: I would be a lot less excited about this. Well, I mean, yeah. it's no secret that I'm not a huge Universal fan, but also, like, what is there to like go see if there's not attractions at Universal? Well, you can
0: walk through uh, the their version of uh, the Wizarding World of Harry Potter. You can walk through Springfield, mm, okay. which is The Simpsons. You can go through uh, Hollywood and dine. Uh, That's the restaurant. I guess it's really
1: the. I mean, the Harry Potter thing. I guess they've got an all
0: new Minion Cafe. Because a lot of the
1: Harry Potter stuff isn't even really about rides. For me, anyway, it's just more about atmosphere. So, all right, you got something there. And
0: you know what? When people go to Disney, there are people who go to Disney specifically to eat at the Blue Bayou and have the Monte Cristo sandwich. Right. While the Monte Cristo is part of a touch of California. People don't go to Universal Studios right. to That's have what I the mean. chicken BLT. Well, plus
1: Disneyland's been around like forever and there's just something nostalgic about being there. Right. You know, about walking down Main Street. Yep. And, um, well, I guess you're not still, are not going to be walking down Main Street. They're going to be at California Point Adventure, so I don't know. Maybe it's, maybe it's the same thing. Uh, okay. And then in Universal Orlando, the Jurassic Park Discovery Center is undergoing some repainting.
0: That's right. A lot of uh, painting and refurbishment will be going on in the Jurassic Park area of Islands of Adventure. Um, As we know, VelociCoaster will be opening later this year, so there will be a lot of attention being paid to uh, Jurassic Park.
1: Okay. And we talked about this a little bit before, but Volcano Bay was closed um, March 6th and 7th due to inclement weather.
0: Yep. That's the story.
1: Yep. Chilly-chilly. And then Universal has announced the Beetlejuice House and dates for Halloween Horror Nights in 2021.
0: That's right. Halloween Horror Nights 30 in 2021, which was supposed to happen last year. So Mm -hmm. technically, I guess this is Halloween Horror Nights 31. Right. But they're celebrating the 30th anniversary this year. Um, At the end of last year, they announced the Puppet Theater as one of their uh, houses. Um, They have now announced that Beetlejuice is the next house uh, haunted house that they will be doing for Halloween Horror Nights. It will run on select nights from September 3rd through October 31st. And it looks like there will be 10 houses this year. And these houses will be announced uh, in the coming weeks.
1: Cool. People love it. Yes, they do. And then our last story, the state of Florida gave Brightline Railways a deadline for negotiations.
0: Yeah, um, they've extended a a, um, negotiation period. Uh, so that they can secure leases along the route that is going to include the station at Disney Springs, which is expected to open by the end of 2023. Um, what Brightline needs to do is to talk to the existing railway, which is Sunrail, their commuter system, and the Central Florida Expressway because they want to use space that is alongside their toll road, toll road system. Um, so, you know, they, they need to do this so that they can secure their uh, service between Orlando and Tampa. Um, it's going to go into the new uh, air terminal at Orlando International Airport. Okay. Um, and then a, this line to Tampa will have a spur off for the uh, Disney Springs stop. All
1: right.
0: Um, so they now have until, let's see, uh, midsummer to negotiate this. Um, they've been apparently. Uh, been trying to negotiate these leases since 2019. Wow. so it's uh, it's been a slow road for them. Right. Yeah, but hopefully they get it done.
1: Yeah.
0: All right. Is that it? That's all I have. Good. That's a 36-minute show. That's one of our longest. Until uh, Wednesday, I'm Tony. And I'm Cheryl. And you've been listening to the Disney Drive Time Podcast.